guys. Welcome to the sixth, sixth, sixth episode of Metallurgy. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. 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 And this is Dino. This is uh, Dan Anal Fishers. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I wish that upon nobody. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry for your anal fissures, Dan. You know, they come, they go. <laughs> Is that what, what 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 happens when you drum? Uh, I think you know that's... I think you know why that happens. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're both pleasurable. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay. This is mad again, by the way. <laughs> Did we? Okay, so I believe uh, Dino has some news for us. Ooh. Yes, um, I just read on Blabbermouth, the most awesome news source ever. Can we get Metal some cash, news. guys? Can we get some cash? Okay, thanks. Um, that a fan is paying five thousand dollars to spend two hours with Megadeth's frontman Dave Mustaine. Um, to have a songwriting session overpriced overpriced <laughs> i'm i'm i look i whoa, love whoa. i love uncle dave all right yeah he's, he's my fucking uncle all right man the man has got me through not, not as times. good as uncle sam okay fuck uncle sam <laughs> <laughs> and there but i'm just saying five five thousand dollars that's a lot of fucking money. yeah for two hours I think I would at least want like a finished like five thousand dollars. I need to have like a couple songs, like three songs, completely fucking finished for five grand. Wow, yeah, but, but not here... two hours. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, <clears throat> who has a twenty five hundred dollar markup on their time? Dave Mustaine. <laughs> Hookers. Dave Mustaine. Hookers. That's probably true. You go to the Capitol. Anyway. Right. Them senators are probably paying out like yeah. that. Make no, well, what about the uh, the Secret Service and the DEA, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hookers no, and blow. Dude, they, they do that in third world countries. It's much cheaper. Yeah, they just use the drug money that they've taken from citizens yeah, to pay exactly. for that stuff, right? Yeah. Is this too political? I don't know. Well, um. <laughs> well you want you want to get too political? And what I think since the, since the seventies, the uh, incarceration rate has shot up over seventy percent in this country. Seventy on seventy. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. You know what? This is not a political podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll go over that. It's just something to think about. But uh, with the whole Dave Mustaine thing, is Dave gonna get rights to the music? Oh, interesting. Is he gonna? Is he gonna make money? Like, how does that work? Is is it like a theoretical? Like, Wait a second. If the song ends up being good, right, and Dave puts it out, this other guy's gonna have writing credits. He might be able to make some money. The other guy. Wait, I but, thought Dave Mustaine was helping him write. Yeah, but they're co-writing, right? But right. are they they're actually working to a goal, or is it kind of just like a workshop? Like, this is how I go through things. Like, right. you know, when I make a song, this is kind of where I usually start. You know, like, I thought it was where... a writing session. Is it a lesson, or is it a writing session? I, you know what? I don't know. It says songwriting session. See, that to me means there's going to be some music produced. Does that mean, is it just Dave or is the group there too? That would be cool. Like Dude, jam session. if the session. whole group is there, that's $5,000 well spent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you can get everybody there for five grand for a couple hours, I think that adds about that adds up pretty well for a bunch of pros that play stadiums. Wait, how many I, hours is it? Two hours. So I guess the question is, is would you rather have a one-on-one -on -one, like like let me pick your brain writing session or would you ha rather have two hours of like hey pick it like some of your favorite songs that you want to jam to and we'll fucking play whatever songs no. that you want yeah both i'm pretty sure i would want to start off the two hours by playing holy wars with him i'd be like dude let me hop on the kit let's play holy wars real quick and then i'm gonna go masturbate for about a half hour and we'll come back and we'll have a good songwriting session. I, but you're yeah. wasting your money while you're masturbating. You realize that. <laughs> what if he has to watch? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> ball That's gags. money well spent right there. Yeah. There's a ball gag involved somewhere. If if that was included in a deal for five grand, Dave Mustaine will watch you masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> That's someone's fantasy. Yeah, somewhere out there. Someone. Yeah, I'm pretty sure somebody does have that fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure <clears throat> some lucky lady out there has already done that. Although they probably paid her. 
<laughs> this was back in the day before he was Christian. Come on. Yeah, and married. Yeah, actually, I'm. I really feel like I'm being a dick to Dave. Dave, I love Dave Mustaine. Some people hate Dave. It's okay. Well, his politics I don't agree with, but as far being a musician, I definitely am. I'm down with Dave Mustaine. Yeah, me too. He's had <clears throat> better. I want to say better luck. That's not the right word at writing albums than Metallica. Yeah, <laughs> recently. Yeah, I mean, think. I mean, here's the thing. I know he feels bad about leaving Metallica or being kicked out, and then Metallica had all this success. And he's, ne- I mean, Megadeth's never been quite as successful as Metallica. But from like a listener's point of view, thank God that happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Just the thought of, although what I mean, if he was in Metallica, maybe maybe yeah, but Lars would still be good. <laughs> oh God, no, no, I I mean, Lars will get shit on yeah. in this podcast every fucking time Metallica comes. I know, up. but still, I don't mind. It's just like King Diamond coming up. King Diamond's gonna come up at some point, just like did. right now, just like right now. Well, maybe he did. Maybe I don't. We'll see how editing comes out with this episode. It still has. Has he come up again? Yeah, it's very, it's very subtle. <laughs> okay, but he, is it because it's like it's like a um like however six degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever that is? It's sort of like how many degrees are you to King Diamond? Because right, right. Dave Mustaine, Dave Mustaine, Merciful Fate was like one of his favorite bands. Yeah, when he was with Metallica. He he in interviews talked about that. How it was about Merciful Fate. That was his I don't dad. know how anybody cannot be influenced by Merciful Fate. There I'm, we go. It's been brought up. <laughs> I'm pretty. Yeah, exactly. Let's just get that out of the way. I feel like. Okay, so actually, and let me backtrack a little bit because last episode, I think I said we were going to have a drinking episode, but the way that I think scheduling has worked out, that's going to need to be the 10th episode. Yes. So here's what I will suggest. If you are a listener and you want to have a drinking game at home, Go ahead and start this episode over, and every time we talk about King Diamond or, you know, anything related to King Diamond, which basically includes Metallica, Megadeth, stuff like that. Whoa. Take a a fucking shot. No, no, no. And don't drive anywhere afterwards. How about about, uh, anything related to King Diamond and then anything related to Lars sucking? Okay. (laughs) So... That's the game. If we talk about how much we don't like Lars Ulrich or how much we love King Diamond or even mention King Diamond, take a fucking shot. Whatever. Take a swig of your beer. Sip that hen. Whatever you got going on. Just don't Just fucking drive anywhere. Do it. Um, by the way, I heard that Metallica is like just leaking money. Because poor business decisions or something, so they have to tour more to make it up. But they're having like issues with like Metallica HQ and their whole bank account stuff. That so. place is amazing. And that's probably a rumor. I don't think I saw that anywhere official. Well, I mean, at least Lars will get some practice in. <laughs> oh my <Right>? god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Take a swig, listener. <laughs> No, I mean, in all seriousness, more gigging means more playing, which basically, hopefully, means a better Metallica album later. That's a legitimate, I think. <laughs> or just putting a drum machine on the next record. Yeah. Yeah, why can't they just do that? It'd be a lot cheaper. Hire hire that uh, Honda robot Osimo to play. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't just mow the lawn. He also plays with Metallica. Awesome. Um... Wow, that's a fucking statement. I don't know if I would agree that a drum machine would be an improvement. Remember, the- I think a drum machine would be an improvement in select parts where it's like obvious that he just can't like play quickly enough or something. Remember that that band uh, Windier? He had albums that were all the early all- ones, right? I think so. I'm a lot. A lot of people have drum machines when they first start out because yeah. finding a good drummer is hard to find. Yeah, and all you really need is somebody to keep time. And if you can't do that, then you might as well not be a drummer. Yeah. Uh, I, so, okay. All right. <laughs> to be fair to whoever is drinking, I, I won't say anything more about Lars for a little while so that you guys can get some some breathing room. 
By the way, I have to apologize because I am getting over a, a cold slash cough thing. So if I hey, cough into the mic, it's not on purpose. It's because he's checking his prostate. No. Yeah, it's because I got something deep in the back of my throat. Yeah. Oh, quick Makes me pl- gag a little. Quick plug um, for a local Bay Area musician. His local. name is uh, Tommy Odetto. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy's the fucking man. He's a really nice guy. He's a great musician. Yeah, he is. Um, what band? Well, he's starting... Here's the thing is he's uh, in a band called The Bad Jones, and it's actually a rock and roll band. Um, but he's rock a, and roll! It's a, it's a good album. They have uh, one album out, um, but he's doing a, a Kickstarter right now to go ahead and work with uh, this producer up in... Um, Seattle, I believe, and he's worked with uh, like Pearl Jam and Heart and a bunch of other bands like Fuck that. Yeah, so really huge opportunity. I definitely recommend um, listen to some Bad Jones on iTunes, and if you like it, go on Kickstarter, search Tommy Odetto. That's O D E T T O, and contribute to his Kickstarter. You can get a, a copy of the album when it's done, or you can even have his band play private events for you. You can get music lessons or you know stuff like that. So. That's just that's my little plug. I didn't know he grew his hair out. That was kind of a trip to see. It's weird because his voice has dropped too. He's younger than us, so like I know. It's, I'm like, whoa! No, no it's a fucking grown ass man. I know. <laughs> it was kind of interesting when I when I when I saw saw pictures of him, and I think I listened to something. It was I'm like, how old? Am I listening to something? He's younger than my brother, I think. Oh, wow. are you fucking shitting? Or me? or around the same age? Yeah, okay. so he's probably like 24, Damn. 25. Guy shreds. His yeah. fucking balls dropped. Dude, that guy does shred. Yeah, he shreds. Yeah, he shreds. Um, okay, so that is my plug for him. I'm, it's shameless. Shameless plug. It's a good show. I love that man. <laughs> okay. I don't know why that made me think of, we are Motorhead. And we, we are Motorhead. Rock We're and roll. Fuck you up. no, 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 no. So I guess maybe we should move on to metal reviews. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the only news we have right now. Uh, all right, guys. we should really pick it up on the news front here, guys. Do we need to? I don't know. We well, we can fucking just lay into Lars more. Oh well, I have some updates actually. I heard back from Title, so I, I've been in contact oh, yeah. with them, and um, basically, I'm not really that happy with the contact I've received. What they essentially told me was, um, so we've been kind of hearing this whole song and dance from Title about <clears throat> that they pay artists more money and it's for artists. And what I basically heard was that they pay 70% of all the revenue to record companies, right? And, and music right owners. Um, and the other 30% is like operation costs and profit, right. et cetera. Um, <clears throat> Well, that's the exact same business model that Spotify has. Spotify also pays out 70%, right? And so I emailed back when I got in contact with them, and this was like a week ago, week and a half ago. And I just kind of said, well, you know, to be really transparent with you guys, the reason why I'm emailing you is because I've been hearing you guys pay artists more money. And so I know Spotify pays out like six cents, seven cents a play on the bottom tier um, of you know, for their artists. And I think it maybe goes up depending on market share or something like that. Or probably how many plays maybe. Yeah. So, and so I just want to know what is your, what tiers do you guys have? Does it start off there and go up? Is it more money? Is it less money? Like what, what, how does it compare? Never replied. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, cause they don't want you to know. I, I just don't understand why they didn't invest in Spotify, which is, already a company trying not trying to prove themselves but they're not really profiting from anything right now yeah they're not going to be profitable for another few years I yeah think. so i don't know why they just didn't say hey guys let's let's kick boots together and and figure things out can i say something though as a so i'm so i just shit on on title a little bit but as a plus side like there are some cool things about title. Like you can purchase music tickets through title for like events and search out local events and things like that. Um, so I think that's kind of a cool plus. It doesn't Spotify do that too. I, don't I, know. I thought they told I me when, when a band I don't, was I've coming to town. Seen, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I've never seen that. Is that wait, do you have the premium? 
Yeah. I do, and I've never I, seen Yeah, that. I've never seen that either. I thought, where did I see that? I'll have to look into it, because yeah. I, know, I know I saw something like that off of a program that I used. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure Spotify doesn't do that yet. Um, so I think that's really cool. And um, I don't want to end off shitting on them again, but I think it's really <laughs> telling that Jack really White... I think it's really telling that Jack White and and Jay Z are literally calling subscribers to thank them for subscribing. It's kind of like pandering a little bit. Also, Kanye deleted all of his tweets referencing title. What? Yeah, because it's were it hasn't they, been were doing they too positive well. Positive tweets? Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's I, probably invested, but I heard that I just heard that title was not doing too well. Yeah. So you know what though? Here's the thing: is title. I think it's been around, but it basically relaunched like. <laughs> what a few months ago or something <clears throat> and it already has 770,000 subscriptions so i think if we're looking at it in in the long term like with spotify if we're looking at that long term i i'm pretty sure in like another few years title's still going to be around it might not be the biggest player on the block but it'll probably be around and it's 20 dollars. that's for the it's hd it's, yeah that's that's for flack oh, okay so it's 9.99 a month for the traditional um, 192 or whatever kilobits per second and yeah. for the flack like the 250 whatever 256 or however much it is it's 20 a month so i mean that's a convenience purchase that's for the people who have crazy money that just want to don't mind spending 20 a month on it yeah right <clears throat> but yeah so title who knows what will happen with title there's some cool stuff there's some stuff that's kind of lame yeah so God, I just think about like almost a million subscribers and that's $10 million yeah. a month. That's I don't know. I don't know whether they're profitable. Even 70%, 70%. I mean, just 70% of the plays go to go the, to the bands. Which but is the I same wonder if thing. Any of this, yeah. yeah I wonder Spotify. if any of this. Yeah. I wonder if any of the subscriptions go to the bands or it's just uh, that's operational. I'm willing to bet you, well, you're paying, so the subscription has got to be going to, toward the bands, like, right? Because that's the money that they're using for the, for the, Service. for the plays. Yeah. yeah. So I would imagine that in that way, the money goes towards the bands. Yeah. But I doubt that they're giving bands dividends for using the service. Right. Oh, another thing that they said, though, is that you can, you can launch your albums on title. So you don't have to have a record label. Oh, that's okay. I like that. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. You know, I, I always thought it would be kind of interesting if you could actually, like, let's say all we listen to is black metal, Net. let's say, yes. and and I pay for Spotify and that's $10 a month, right? Yes. So if I do 100 plays a month and they go into 10 bands, then you kind of like take your, your $7 and then it just goes to like those bands. So it just like kind of portions out. So like your money is actually going to them. Yeah, I like you know? that's a really nice way to think about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, also other update is I had mentioned that I didn't think Tidal was a really useful service previously because of Neil Young's Pono music service. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. As I looked into that further, and Pono for a metalhead, like a real metalhead, is basically shit. Uh, yeah. It's really bad, and you, you also kind of need to have the player to use the service. So... I feel like Neil Young left a lot of money on the table with that whole like, because really, if you think about it, he's talking about Flack and stuff. If he just made a Spotify style service for Flack and cut out that the whole Pono player, he's cutting out so much research and development on the hardware. And I'm oh yeah, so sorry, Neil, you kind of fucked that up. Um, so that's another kind of plus for title because I thought that there wasn't that much of a need, but I think it turns out that. As far as a streaming flat service goes, Tidal might be the first one that, that really does what it's supposed to. But the other problem is that metal and uh, just in itself is so, oh, I don't know, underrepresented. There's not okay. a lot of us out there. Yeah, you know? it, it definitely feels that way. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of it's us. It's not out like there. we don't sell out, unless you're Metallica, we don't sell out stadiums in the US. Maybe in Europe, you can right. sell out a stadium. I mean, I don't, I think the only show that I've been to recently that was sold out was King Diamond. That's such a good show. I know, but you take but, a drink, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, no, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, 
you go to shows here in the Bay Area, they're in little tiny, the the Metro, Regency, yeah. Yeah. Fillmore. I mean, they're they're like classic venues. Yeah. I mean, there was Gigantor, right? Like that was like fun. the, also Ozfest, right? Yes. But, but I mean, it has to be a have, festival. Yeah, right? yeah, it has to. You basically have to have like forty bands there. So yeah, you get you scrape in every part of that barrel. Right. Yeah. You know, you're getting these metal folk. You're getting those metal folk. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. <sighs> so I mean, like w- w- when when I'm on looking for new music on Spotify and I find a really obscure metal band, that makes me enjoy Spotify that much more because I'm able to kind of creep into the dark corners of the internet and find these cool bands that I can stream. Yeah. And hopefully they're getting some cash. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, um, on a separate note, I'm like a, I kind of consider myself an audiophile. Like I really like having nice headphones with good frequency responses and stuff like that. But I have to admit there's not a huge difference between flack audio and like normal AAC, MP4, compressed audio. You're going to notice it a little bit with like cymbal swells and like, you know, cymbal ring outs, like fine kind of like. I find it more in the high end. And I heard a lot of it like symphonic music. Yeah, I think. And orchestrations and stuff like. Yes, I could definitely see flack being good for like, um, what do you. Classical music. Yeah, but I'm fucking up right now. Like really, really low, low volume stuff. There's a note. For, there's a word for that. The brown note. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh my god! Makes you want to shit your pants. Shit, shit. Is the brown note synonymous for Lars Ulrich? <laughs> oh my god! Take a no shot. No, that was just because I wanted you guys to drink. If you are drinking, not everybody drinks, Eddie. What do you? Yeah, that's true. If you're if you're combating substance abuse, then good for you. <laughs> stay 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 sober. Stay strong. Don't, don't beat yourself up if you if you fuck up every now and then. It's not all for nothing. Just masturbate. Yeah, that sounds good. Although it seems like you're kind of switching out one thing for another, but. <laughs> uh, um, okay. But masturbation is good. It actually clears your sinuses for those. Masturbation is also really good for the immune system. Endorphins. It's really good for the wow. immune system. Yeah, people who masturbate don't get sick as much by like a really big percentage. Why? You, what? You know this of guy's course. getting it on the regular, dude. Why are you hitting him? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just like you're the one always sick. So why are you fucking sick, dude? I'm beating it on the regular too. Okay. Yeah, I get it. You're getting it and beating, beating it. Beating my D all you know over what? them T's. <laughs> I'm sure Tracy will love this episode. <laughs> okay. Should we do some reviews? We should now? fucking do some reviews. Yeah, we yeah. should. Fuck. Okay. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Yay! Cool. My my band was uh, Psychroptic with their self-titled album, Psychroptic. Which, um, original. Which is really misleading if you've never heard of them before. Yeah, because it's their <laughs> fifth release. Yeah. And um, no way. They, 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 this band is from Australia, uh, Tasmania area. Rise Up and, Lights. <laughs> Rise Up Lights. Rise Up Lights. <laughs> and... Uh, we just lost every Australian. <laughs> no, we're getting back. We love you. Um, yeah, so uh, this band has mainly kept most of its musicians besides a singer. Uh, the singer had Chalky as its on its first two albums, which people revere, actually. And uh, their first album is is kind of cool. I he I I liked out of. Both singers, I think I like Chalky the best on the first album because he had a lot of deep guttural stuff going. But this new singer, which I cannot remember his name right now, um, sounds very uh, metalcore. Yeah. And, you know, like in the veins of Hate Breeder or Hate Breed. Hate Breeder is a good Children Bottom album. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like Bits of Atreyu and stuff like that, which I'm not two and two so full I, disclosure nobody at this table listener likes that kind of stuff so. no yeah so if you like that stuff then you probably want to listen for negative comments as positive ones for <laughs> <laughs> we're not being um, mean yeah 
But overall, I think the musicianship on this album is really good. Well, specifically the guitar player. Very, very technical. He's awesome. Uh, kind of in the veins of, and Matt brought this up earlier, was uh, Corner. Yep. And, um, and drummer is very tight. Um, there is no bass presence almost at all. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was the headphones I was listening to it in, but I couldn't hear anything in there when I feel got, like there should be. You got the Giorgio without. I, you know and that's the thing is I was like, man, because parts of this album actually remind me of Sadus. And then yeah. it really made me want to listen to Sadus. So I did. And I'm like, God, man, if they just fucking had a DiGiorgio on this album, it would have <laughs> no, changed would, things a lot. I, I agree. And um, maybe get rid of I, the singer. I'm pretty sure, though. Here's the thing about that statement. Insert band here. Yeah. Wow, if they it, just had Steve DiGiorgio on that album, it really would have... <laughs> Well, well, Metallica, if they just had Steve DiGiorgio uh, on that album. Well, you know, the thing is, is what if the bassist is doing DiGiorgio shit? They just didn't turn him up, up in the mix. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I would never know. Uh, yeah. So I think it definitely attracts me as a musician, but the singer takes me out of it. Yeah, I agree. And um, I, I I don't know what to do about that. I just get rid of, get, find a new singer. I, but I feel like then they lose a lot of fans because I've been I've been reading a lot of positive reviews about their older albums and again just same thing same issues as singer yeah. for me. I don't like the singer very much. Yeah, yeah, um, it was too much screaming for me. Like like I said on the last last podcast that if they kind of stick to a single thing, it it, it kind of takes me away from everything. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. I there were parts of his voice that sounded like um, what is his name from from Sadus? Oh, and I had it written down and I don't have it. But anyway, it does. And songs like "Ending" and uh, "Endless Wandering" those are two songs that very much had a sadist vibe to me a couple other things that i liked about this album was some of the acoustic work in the beginning song that goes to come which there is a a music video on which it's just kind of a standard music video there's also this song cold which also has pretty good acoustic work too but and that that music video is fucking weird like everything's just kind of slowed down it's not really following anything it's kind of disjointed Anyway, we're not here to rate sort videos. Of like, sort of like the the Opeth music video for um, Grand Conjuration. Exactly. That music yeah. video makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, they're like playing live and it shows them doing stuff with their instruments. But yeah, overall, I don't really think it, it makes sense. Um, Does anything need to make sense? <laughs> And then there was one of the songs songs I thought about thongs <laughs> songs I thought about playing was um, a soul once lost, but every time I listened to it, all I could think about in the beginning was this is a stock riff. <laughs> Stock and drink. If you didn't realize it, that's Lars Ulrich. Right so you need to take another shot. And another thing is, is there's a lot of technical guitar stuff throughout. But there's no solos. Yes. I feel like where... I was so upset about that. I keep on thinking like, man, he's going to take off on this one. Come on, man. No, okay. He's just not going to do it. He's not going to do it. Sometimes when I was listening to the record, it felt like it was stuck in the late 90s. Yeah. Oh, that's you know, just, when there were no on, solos, depending on which band you were, right, right. that's not. <laughs> yeah, that's but I agree. Big spectrum the, the there. didn't have a lot of solos, right? And actually, that's something about my album I'm going to talk about too. But I'll wait to get to it. You're so, get it. Um. Oh yeah, it's the sadist singer is Darren Travis. That's wonderful. Yeah, it, there's bits uh-huh. in there that that make me think of uh, him, and I really like that. And I actually listen to Sadist because of those vocal elements and uh it got me reconnected with those albums so i'm not sure if that's a good review for this when this <laughs> band makes you want to listen to other stuff yeah uh, that's a good thing though i think it can be i think that there's some as- positive associations going on which is good yeah yeah i kind of want to listen to machines now that you're talking about say yes fucking love yeah that song. vision of misery that's a good album yeah that whole album is fucking awesome um yeah, so I think if I were to rate this album, God, I probably w- would have given it like 
probably a four and a half if it wasn't for the singer. But I'm probably going to give this album a three and a half. I'm going to have to agree on that as well. Because the singer takes me out of it so much. Yeah. When, I, when I'm when i getting into the song, I'm just like, mm, I'm not into this. And it, it could be so much better. Okay, but we're so just not fans of that style of Guys, movie. did you hear that, Grandcore people? This album is awesome. <laughs> Wait, what? So Me- Metalcore. Oh. Metalcore people, Grindcore metal. Sorry, I said the wrong word. If you like the stuff that we don't like, the singers then specifically. Yeah, singers, I kind of, the singers specifically. Then we've basically given it a solid endorsement for you. Yeah. Right? If that's what you like, then this album is good for you. And yeah. the guitars are fucking awesome. So Very well done. Very well done. I was kind of jealous at times. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. How is he doing yeah. that? That's why I suggested this album. It almost sounds like he doesn't have a pick. I'll <laughs> <laughs> demiola shit there. I know, right? So... You're going to listen to the song now by Psychroptic called Ending. Enjoy. Yeah. 
I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, that was one of the songs that I thought sounded a little bit more like Sadis. So I kept coming back to that one. What we're saying is go out and listen to Sadis. Yeah. And as that song ends, so in every ending, there is a beginning. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do a review of um, Infernal Wars' new album, Axiom, which uh, came out um, this month in April, although you guys will be listening to this in May. Um, So basically, what I got from this album was it was a really straightforward Polish album. Like, these guys, the... I feel like Polish metal bands have a very particular sort of style and that they just basically fuck shit up forever. It's weird that I didn't think about that, but it makes sense now that you say that. These guys are fucking Polish. (laughs) You know what I mean? These, I mean, and I mean that in a very positive way. Like I was listening to it and I was sort of like, they don't sound anything like Vader, but I was sort of thinking Uh, about. I, I thought they sound like Vader. Well, I didn't ask you. Because <laughs> no, I'm listening, I'm listening to them, and I'm going, "Why have I heard this before?" And then I go back to some old Vader. And I'm like, "Oh, that's, uh, it makes sense now." So it, here, okay. So here's a here's kind of a, a way to conceptualize. So I should probably say this is a black metal band from Poland. They've been around for quite a while. Um, they've actually been around since uh, 2000, and they were originally called Infernal SS, not Infernal War. Um, they probably dropped the SS from their name because they're fucking Polish and the Nazis invaded Poland. I don't know why they would put that in their name, but okay. So it might have some other meaning. Yeah. Or just to be offensive to people. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm pretty sure that's. (laughs) He's speechless. I am fucking shut me down. (laughs) Made old Dan look foolish. Yeah. Okay, so these guys are a Polish band. They've been around for about 15 years now. They used to go by Infernal SS. Um, They don't actually have tons and tons of albums. There's like three full-length albums. This is the third one. They've had some EPs and some split albums that they've done with other bands. Um, So what I would like to say is that this is a really, really grinding album. And I don't mean not like the grindcore. I mean like when you listen to this album, be prepared for essentially just like an hour of blast beats. You're going to get blast beats. It's super heavy. Throughout every fucking riff that comes up, the riffs are not going to let up. They're going to just keep coming and coming and coming. Uh, and the singer, it basically like there's no letdown. No, there's none. There's no letdown. Don't I actually let- had to pause because it was so much. Yeah, there's there's a lot. It's just coming at you. There's no symphonic stuff. This is not who they are. They're fucking Polish. <laughs> They're just here to fuck you up. They're here so, to fuck shit up. So They're this like is the, the reason of black metal. This is the reason why Dan has his last name as Anal Fishers because they used no lube. They yes. used no lube. They fucking. Because they're Polish. This album raped me in the ass from start to finish. So if that's what you're looking for in a black metal album, it's probably a good album for you. Um, so. I don't have extensive notes on every single track uh, on this one. I kind of just wrote down a couple things about two of my favorite tracks. Um, so I really love Paradigm At. I thought it had a really, really cool intro. It had really solid transitions. It was well-paced. My favorite song on the album was Metal Hate Church. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Militant Hate Church. And that fucking song is so heavy. And it's like got this kind of like the riffs just keep coming one after the other. It keeps like transitioning and it's got some groove to it. I'm kind of a groove guy. Yeah. So the amount of blast beats on this didn't really cater to me as a listener too much. But I think to the super, super black metal crowd, this probably super solid. Um, that song got me very interested in the band too. Militant Hate Church is fucking awesome. Yeah. That's a great song. It's heavy as fuck. The bridges are fucking awesome. It's got traditional black metal grooves in it. It's got traditional black metal riffs in it. The middle section made me... I Literally, I was walking around listening to it, and I was like, I wish I was in a fucking circle pit right now. This fucking... Is, I think it's like a minute and a half in or something. About halfway through the song, it just goes in, and it fucking kicks ass. song is awesome. Um, so one thing, a downside to the album is is kind of it's a double-edged sword so an upside is that there's no let up and it's kicking your ass but it's also a downside like matt said he had to pause the album yeah, yeah. it just depends on who you are yeah, I yeah 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 so i that's a double-edged sword depending on what kind of listener you are um i also think that the production on this album 
could have used a slight bit sprucing up. Not so much with the guitars, although I think the guitars for me probably could have not been tightened up in the studio. I'm just talking about sound engineering. The guitars could have sound crisper. Yeah, they, they were a little... They're a little muddy, and I don't think it's the guitar player's fault. I think it's a production thing. But again, I don't know. Like, do they want to get that like little bit of lo-fi quality to it? You know, like well, sound like a garbage can in the bottom of the ocean. I don't sort think of so. Their previous albums, actually, I think I like the guitar production better on the one that came before this album. Oh, okay. Um, so hold on a second. That album is called um, a Redesecration. So that one came out in 2007. That album, by the way, I must say, is a really fucking great album. I'm, I'm endorsing that album, too. That's a really great one. Um, these guys have a lot of really good ones. My two favorites from them, though, are going to be that one and Axiom. Um, but it's all really good material. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was a little off uh, with the guitar um, production. And I also kind of thought that the drums weren't as well produced as I would have liked also. Um and I kind of felt like, because I was listening to it and I found myself going like, well, this drummer, he's okay. And then I would listen to another song and I'd be like, well, this drummer's awesome. And I started trying to figure out why I was having this mixed emotion about the drummer on the album, uh, who I, <laughs> whose name is actually Stormblast, which I fucking love that that's his name. <laughs> fucking big props to you, bro. I love that. Um, and I think it's a production issue because he's a super fucking solid drummer and there's no reason why I should be having a mixed reaction to what he's playing. So I think it's, I think it comes down to kind of a muddy production a little bit. Yeah. Um, which isn't the band's fault. So with all that said, I'm going to go ahead and give my number from one to six. I'm going to give this album a four out of six, which I think is a pretty decent endorsement for them. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have to say one of my favorite uh, songs on this was uh, Knee Hill Prayer. Oh, that one's great also. Yeah. It had a very immortal vibe to it. Yeah, there, there was a yeah. ki- kind of a couple songs in here that had like a damned in black sort of feeling to it. Yeah. Well, there's also lyrically, um, was it on Nihil Prayer? It might have been where he goes, I believe. And then he says a line. Goes, I think I that believe. is. Yeah. And then there's yeah. like arpeggiation. I, I was like, I was, I got me thinking about immortal. When yeah. I heard that. I don't think that's on accident. I think that's on purpose. I think it's a nod. Yeah. To Immortal. Um, but yeah, four out of six from me. I'm going to have to give it another three and a half. It was just too heavy for me. It was too much. It, it was too much. And I mean, hopefully listeners listeners know by now that, you know, I need a little melody. You know, I need. You didn't like the Carrie King solos in there? No. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. I, I completely forgot to mention that in my review. There are not enough guitar solos on this album. No. Not for me. I need a solo. I need basically, and we were talking about Dave Mustaine earlier, so, somewhere between Dave Mustaine level of solos and Carrie King level of solos. <laughs> no, but I mean... Mostly but... Dave Mustaine. If you're leaning on that spectrum, I basically want a solo every 30 seconds. I want something. So Hangar 18... Yes, I fucking love that whole album. That's that's my shit. That's my fucking shit. Best Megadeth album. Yeah. Yep. Pretty fucking good. Yep. Rest in pieces. The fucking shit. Six out of six. <laughs> okay. So, but yeah, this is a four out of six. I'm gonna, yeah, four out of six. So mine's gonna my review for that is gonna be a three and a three point five. Okay. I'll give it a four out of six. Okay, so there's that's pretty close. Yeah. So I think if you average it out, it's about three, three point seven five, three point eight, yeah. somewhere in there. So no, I mean I enjoyed it. It was just too much at once. Yeah, and it was a little more enjoyable when I listened to a couple songs because to me they all kind of blended together at one point. They do. So, it, it got a little formulaic, I yeah. think, because it goes sometimes it's super black metally like blast beat stuff to something a little slower and groovier, right? And then just kind of rinse yeah. repeat sort of thing. Yeah, I definitely, listening to uh, Redesecration and the older stuff, I don't feel like there's much evolution occurring in, in the band. It kind of feels like it's like the same style all the time. And I think if I was going to offer a critique for the band, it would be like, don't be afraid to try something new a little bit. Yeah. Um, and also, like, whoever produced it, get either 
give him more money or get somebody else that can do you a little bit better because because that's they're losing some something in, in that transition for me however some black metal bands just like to sound like shit yeah but this sounds like they're trying not to, to okay me. well I, yeah. I mean i haven't listened to it, the older stuff yeah. i didn't get i didn't get that far into the band but um, so with all that said, let me go ahead and introduce the track from them on this one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and leave you guys with Militant Hate Church. Because yeah, yeah. I fucking love that song. Enjoy. caffeined up welcome back that was militant hate church fucking by the way as far as song titles go that's such a genius fucking song title. <laughs> i know i love that okay so so my turn mm-hmm. uh so my band and album this week was byzantine to uh release is to resolve i believe that was the album um i was expecting something completely different when i heard this because and i saw the cover and i'm like whoa like super death metally like crazy because again i just briefly looked at the cover um but it took me a different uh, in a different direction yeah and i, I got actually, a little bit of hr geiger from that cover first seeing it yeah up close is not so much but right. like initial the, was like oh uh, yeah so i mean pleasant surprise for me um 
little backstory. Uh, so Byzantine formed back into in 2000 as a three-piece band from past Fallen Projects. And they're, I believe they're from uh, uh, North Carolina. Um, uh, they split up in 2007 or 8 due to financial reason, reasons. Um, they just It was just hard for them to uh, be a band. They didn't know being a band actually took work. Like, I don't think they had a manager or anything like that. They're just kind of, you know, got on the car and just like, let's go see what happens. I love the spirit. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, after like five years, they reformed in 2012 and they actually used Kickstarter to raise money for a new record. Oh. And check out Tommy Odetto's Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> and I was at King Diamond. I thought that was cool because like, um, you know, that they actually had a big enough following and they didn't break up because they didn't have enough fans. I don't know. Maybe that was it. Or people just couldn't buy anything or they weren't advertising. No, right. That they were coming. Exactly. So it was kind of cool that, you know, like, I mean, we hear bands come and go and it's like, Oh, where did they go? Well, financial reasons. But anyway, they came back and, uh, I think it was, a they released a self-titled record. Byzantine, Byzantine. Which made me laugh earlier about Psychop. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, they uh, they they released it and it got it got a pretty good reviews. I, although I think people were expecting something a little different. But um, uh, you know, it, it it's nice because they're in a uh, they're considered an unrated band of the new wave of American metal. What the fuck does that mean? So you, unrated you, band? Yeah, I mean uh, double rainbow. Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> double, double Un, I'm sorry. No, no, I said it wrong. Underrated. Under okay. underrated. Um, we're rating them now. They're gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're popping their cherry. Oh uh, yeah. shit. Um, so like the new wave of American metal is what the '90s and mid to yeah done. yeah it wasn't that great, but. They forged through there, like raw. We're gonna be awesome, and I just wish I heard of these guys sooner because that would have changed my mind in that era a little bit of 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 new wave American metal. We were definitely in a vacuum of bands that were either broken up or yeah. or members were dead for a little while. Yeah, there. we were. Yeah, because most of the music we we listened to there and and now is mostly from across the pond. Yeah, we're in Florida. Yeah. Atheist, Death, yeah. Cynic, Morbid Angel, Heister. Yeah. So uh, this was my first time listening to the band. Um, and at first, I wasn't really sold on the vocals. Uh, There's too much screaming. Like the very, 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 very first track. But it's not all the way. And I got really, really surprised because it the vocals changed um, to a, a little bit of... Uh, What's his name? Chuck Billy from Testament, and a little Phil and Selma from Old Pantera. I got a little bit yeah, of that yeah. too. Sure. And then I, I just got a sprinkling of James Hetfield, just a sprinkling. I got none. Of, I got just none. just a little bit. That's okay. You got it. I didn't. Um, <laughs> but the, the cool thing is he's he's kind of all over the place. I know? got a little bit of sprinkling of uh, Jeff Tate from yeah, Queensrÿche. So go. you know, and I thought that he sounded like the singer from Godsmack, whose name I don't care to learn. Oh God, <laughs> I I think I got some of that too. Yeah. yeah, I was yeah. like, this this riff is awesome, and he's fucking god smacking it, and I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds I'm like sorry. he's doing a really okay. good job. <laughs> god smacking it, man. Um, uh, so the gar- guitar work was, I thought, spot on. It's heavy. It's got groovy moments. It's melodic, and it has slight progressive elements on it. However, on their previous record, um, I thought that was a little more progressive. It was a l- little more out there. I would say like proggy. Well, maybe. It, it was a little more out there. Um, but they have acoustic guitars, clean guitar work, clean vocals, which was a nice surprise because when I first heard it, I'm like, oh my God, this is just going to scream throughout the whole record. I think same here. That's what yeah. I thought. I actually had a really positive reaction to him on that first track. I was like, all right. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. Because it, it wasn't like, it wasn't core. It wasn't core-y enough. Right. No, yeah. no, no. It was, but was to me, like, it was, the, right. it was the fine line. It was a fine line, but I was like, this motherfucker is going at it right now. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. Um, solos. It has solos. I was extremely happy about that. 
Yeah. I I, th- I think I actually I actually rewound it just so I can hear this because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow. Okay, we could sell this. That's, good this guitar good. player. Yeah, they're both good guitar players. Um, uh, song structures on this record uh, seemed well thought out because it, it just seemed like they were gonna they weren't they weren't taking a seat back, but they were just taking a, a little step back to like kind of let music just kind of be music, I guess. Um, the two songs that actually sold me, actually three, I guess there are three songs, um, were uh, Justinian Code. Same here. And Same here. I love the soft part where it goes, where he's singing, um, and then it goes into like the panty dropper solos. Like, I just love that. I'm just like, oh, Face but, melting. Um, and the reason why I said three tracks was the last two, which I think should be one. I agree because it's to release, to release, to resolve, which is the title of the album, and then, but they kind of, if you got rid of that gap between the two songs, it would have been one track. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, love those tracks. That that was that was probably one of the perfect. They couldn't have chose better tracks to end the album. I think. Because it's no. heavy and it's it's just the the sitar sounding beginning of to uh, to release was like I'm like fuck yeah it reminded me of Sadis a little bit on their newer record um, yeah and then like like there was a little melody in there where it kind of sounded like singer songwriter like uh-huh. I, I can't really remember right now but um but yeah I mean there's there's a riff that kind of continues um, it just it was just fucking heavy as fuck loved it. Um, what else? Uh, so small problem. <clears throat> uh, I know bassists are meant to be seen and not heard. <laughs> God, that's a little inside joke. Anyway, um, I just wish I had a little more bass in it because the 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 hearing that I that I when I did hear him, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was like, well, I think this would be a lot better if there was a little more the Giorgio in there. It kind of make you know, build the sound out a little more. And I think that the drummer should have stepped out and did a little more crazy shit. I don't know about you. I I, I think for me, the album as a whole was enjoyable, mm-hmm. but I found myself wanting more technicality than I was getting. I think you might get that on the previous record. I'm going to have to go back because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't listen to that. I only record. listened to that record once, the, the Byzantine mm-hmm. record. Um yeah, but I, 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 my first listen, I thought that was more technical. Um, however, I have one, one gripe on this is the my curious lot. That beginning riff is a little too close to a Black Label Society song. Oh, Genocide yeah. Junkies. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that there's a legal issue. Yeah. With that, I because I was although po- I'm not sure that they knew. No, no, no. I mean, listen, really. I'm gonna have to listen to that now because I Matt showed this to me and literally I didn't know which song he was playing. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to read. But I mean, listen, they're both good songs. I I mean, I'm not saying you know music is ultimately everybody's yeah, ripping. I mean, off Michael each other. Michael ripped off Camel hardcore. Yeah. On, uh, I think it's um, is it Face of Melinda or Benighted? Uh, Benighted. I think it's benighted. Yeah. yeah, he totally rips off uh never let go. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, so people people borrow all the time. Yeah. But he also s- said straight up like this is ripped off <laughs> from a, from a band called Camel. It's one of my favorite things about Michael is he is not bashful about telling you where he's grabbed no. his ideas from. Not at all. Yeah. So, to end, overall I really enjoyed the record. It it's it's pretty much everything I would want in a metal record. Like it didn't I, I kept coming back and listening to it. There were memorable parts. Um, it was mixed well. It sounded great in my truck. That's what I love when an album sounds great. Got my neck moving a lot, and um, I, I just I just wish I heard of these guys sooner because I think it would have been a lot more enjoyable at first. It sounds like a solid endorsement. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna have to give it for me. I'm gonna have to give it a four and a half, five. Four and a half or five, which one are you gonna choose? Mm. You gonna meet in the middle? If I was reviewing their last record, I'm gonna say five. But this one would say four and a half. It's okay. a slight step back. Okay. So kind of a review of the band yeah. almost. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
But yeah, you guys uh, should totally check these guys out. And you're going to be listening to the track To Resolve, which is the last track on the album. Enjoy. these guys music from amazon and itunes i believe yeah you can definitely get them in those two locations <laughs> so if so you, get it if yeah, you like it really honestly i'm pretty sure all the bands that we've mentioned are on amazon and itunes and spotify spotify yeah they're definitely all on spotify so get your it ass sounds out great there on there too fucking give these guys some money <laughs> You know, metal guys need money. We do. We're not fucking Kanye out there making crazy <laughs> bank, <laughs> deleting tweets from title because we're fucking embarrassed. I mean, put your foot down, man. You're going to you're going to say something. Stick to it. I mean, you stuck with yeah. Kim. You got to stick with something. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> I think that if people were doing the drinking game they would have had to take a lot of shots throughout this i'm pretty sure there were at least seven or eight 
throughout this and i'm i think that this has only been like an hour yeah so if you're drinking at this point you should be drunk yeah you should be pretty drunk i hope you're having a good time um go ahead and keep that up (laughs) if you can or or they're blacked out or just stop this and start it all over again yeah pretend it never (laughs) happened i'm pretty sure you're drunk enough now (laughs) to not know when we're gonna mention people So that's pretty much it for this uh, for this episode of the podcast, huh? Yeah. yeah, I think so. All right. Well, this is uh, Dan Anal Fishers. <laughs> this is Matt. And this is Dino. Thank you very much, listeners. Oh, and thank you, of course, to the bands, management, and record companies for allowing us to play music from all the bands that we've reviewed. Um, so, yeah. you know, that's thank wonderful. You. We're not always saying crazy positive stuff about everybody, no. so that's crazy. That's a very legit thing for all those people to do. Yes. Thank you guys for making music. It makes us happy. Definitely. Thank you very much. Definitely. Definitely. For making a, music. Definitely, definitely is sick. Definitely is sick. <laughs> all right. So once again, this is Dan signing off. Toodles. Bye. Bye.